0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in
1: perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 808 791 2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, I don't think I'm going to go out on a ledge when I say 2020 was in many ways a a pretty rotten year. Workplaces and schools uh, thrown into chaos, businesses like restaurants, bars shut down, um, or placed in incredibly difficult positions. And a lot of untold economic anxiety for millions of americans now while there's much to be optimistic about in 2021 thanks to the emergence of multiple viable vaccines and the fact remains that covid19 is probably going to be around for at least a few months more uh, but thankfully there are solid steps you can take to help get both your wallet and your strategy squared away. Now, before we shine a light on what you can do to position your finances for 2021, let me uh, welcome my co-host with us, as always, Tony Shore. Tony, great to be with you again today.
0: Well, you too. Aloha to everyone out there. And uh, just excited to be here and uh, be on the show. Thanks for having me. I've had a great week considering all things considered. I'm looking forward and I like your optimism. Uh, for 2021 that's good that's really good how about you have you been busy greg
1: yes uh, we're actually doing a webinar again for our federal employees uh, two of them this week um, doing some new things too with retirement architecture which is a national um, company that do does some commercials so we're we plan for a pretty busy 2021 and uh, you know it's really not hard to be optimistic tony because the only way is up from here after 2020.
0: Well, that's true, and I like, <laughs> I like your sense of optimism, though. I mean, I'm de- definitely expecting this year to be better than the last, and like you say, 2020, it was unpleasant in a lot of ways, but I admit there were many times when I'd read a news story, and I actually came away impressed at just how tenacious and can-do so many Americans are. It pulled It pulled a lot of people together. We hear about the negatives on the news all the time, and how divisive it, divisive uh, politics have been. But yet a lot of Americans came together uh, to really combat the coronavirus and help out uh, small
1: businesses. And
0: so I, I think that's good. And I like the idea of being able to look ahead with some optimism, right?
1: Yeah, I, re- I really like that point. You know, and when, when you if you just watch the news, you know, you think everybody hates each other. But, you know, when you look beyond that and you just observe, you know, I, I talked to some really interesting people like during the pandemic where they were dealt like a really, you know, lousy hand, but then made the most of it. You know, did things like you know, got in a trailer and went camping and disappeared for two months and like really discovered each other and discovered themselves. So, you know it's that old that old saying. Uh, it's whether it's not whether you get knocked down, but whether you get back up. <laughs> so oh, yeah, oh yeah, the song uh,
0: "Chumbo Wumba, tub thumping. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Right? right,
1: and if 2020 was the knockdown, maybe 2021 will be the getting back up again. Now, while there's never any shortage of articles, and you know that, you know, we usually pick a an episode based on some interesting financial articles that are out there. And I read one that kind of caught me that I want to use for a basis for today's show. And it's uh, U.S. News and World Report, and it's called "50 uh, Ways to Improve Finances in 2021." And I think it's a really well done article. Now. No one panic. We're not going to get in all fifty. You know, it'd <laughs> be a long show. <laughs> so it should be a long show. But I've just selected some of my favorites. And the first suggestion is to renegotiate your salary. Uh, and this one really jumped out at me because it requires to be, you know, your own best advocate. And if you know you're an asset to your employer and you're doing things now that you weren't previously asked to do, you shouldn't hesitate. You know, to meet with your your boss, your supervisor, and build a nice case for a little bump in salary. And if they stonewall you and they're not willing to budge, you can always put your skills out on the open market and just see what happens. You know, if it's called being in a position of strength versus being in a position of hope, you know, it's a terrible spot to look for a new job when you don't have a job. You got to take whatever's thrown at you. But if you've already got a good job, you know, throw the line out there and see what happens. Just remember, a higher salary means you're going to have a much easier time paying down your bills, Paying down your debts and saving more uh, for retirement, as the saying goes, "nothing ventured, nothing gained."
0: Yeah, and certainly the idea of going into your boss's office to talk money—that's <laughs> probably a little anxiety-inducing. Uh, but how many people out there are making less than they could be because they're just
1: afraid to simply have that conversation? Right. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable conversation. You don't know really how to start it, but yeah, I think that that's absolutely right. And here's another great idea. Um, and we mentioned this actually on last week's show, and we've mentioned it a few times, and that's to start using a budgeting tool. You know, we have more technology at our fingertips now than at any point in human history, so why not use it for all that it's worth? So apps like uh, SoFi Relay and Mint, they put the power of budgeting right in the palm of your hand. Um, the one that I use is called Daily Budget, and I recommended this one last week. It's a free app, and you put in your expenses, uh, and it gives you how much money you're allowed to spend um, on every day. So it's a daily thing, and you could even allocate how much you want to savings. So it really helps you uh, save. Some of these other apps can also help you monitor your credit and really get your bills um, paid off in a hurry.
0: Well, we all want to get our bills paid off, and uh, the faster the better. And I think some people dismiss some of these more basic suggestions like using a budgeting app as small potatoes. But if you embrace just one or two of the small changes we're going to talk about today, it can have a big effect on your current finances and your overall retirement strategy, which is the long-term goal. That's why everyone saves. That's why we have 401ks and IRAs. And I think just as importantly, these are the types of changes that uh, we can embrace in, at any age, whether you're 25 or 65, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, my my mom, who's retired and on a fixed income, uh, she started using that daily budget app. And you could see the change in her behavior, like when she's at the grocery store and she's like, well, I don't need that now. Like, because she she knows it's deducted every day of what she can spend. So it actually does work. Um, And you mentioned, you know, my mom's in her 70s. Um, The early people, 25, um, there's also strategies that can help that young crowd. Um, A tool for our listeners... Uh, who are parents would be a tax-advantaged, <clears throat> excuse me, a 529 savings plan. If you have children, a 529 plan may be a real slick way to save money for qualified education expenses. It includes college, even private schools. If your kids or grandkids are in elementary or high school, you can use it for that. The beauty about the 529 is if you use it for those qualified expenses, it grows tax-free and you can withdraw it completely tax-free. So if you want to learn more about that, you know, a financial services professional may be able to help you understand the rules because um, they're state run. And if you need some help uh, setting that up, that would be where to go. So let your friends and family know also if you do set one of these up that you have one and that way they can gift money into the account rather than getting your kid another gadget or toy that they don't need.
0: Yeah, and that's something that you help your clients with and can help our listeners with so they need to look no further uh, they can pick up the phone and give you a call. And I think 529 savings plans are one of those tools that often fly under the radar. Uh, but if your current circumstances fit their parameters, I think it has some real advantages. My wife and I use them for our uh, kids. So
1: yeah, absolutely. And they haven't been around, you know, that long um, since no. I think 2000 or so is when they came out. So a lot of people aren't aware of them yet, uh, but they're a really great tool. Now, if you listen to our show regularly, you know that we're big advocates for the automated uh, bill paying. (laughs) Paying your monthly bills automatically without having to sit down, go through them all. Even if you pay them online, it's just a great streamlined process. You don't have to do anything. No more logging in, no more writing checks. Just let everything happen on its own. And when everything's paid on time, you don't have to worry about late charges or if you forgot to make a payment. You don't have to scramble like that. So if you're 2020 included you know, sitting down at the kitchen table with a checkbook, um, logging on to all your different bill sites and allocating money. Make 2021 the year you embrace technology and make your financial life a little easier.
0: Yeah, that's that's great advice. And I I think you've had a lot of great tips so far, but let's take a minute here. Let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you.
1: Sure. If you have any questions, um, something we say during the show kind of sparks your interest, feel free to give my office a call, 808-791-2924. You can also check us out online at therogroup.org. There's a contact us link. Feel free to drop us a line. I always love hearing from, from listeners and answering questions.
0: All right. And we're talking about how you can put the many challenges of 2020 behind you and begin to improve your finances this year. And I think it's been a great show so far. Some concrete tips uh, that folks can take with them. How do you want to kick off this next segment?
1: Well, this next piece of wisdom um, that I selected from the article, and again, as a reminder, if anybody wants to read that, it's from US News and World Report. It's titled 50 Ways to Improve Your Finances in 2021. And it is to build an estate plan. So, this one really caught my eye because building an estate plan is one of the most important financial steps you can take. And it's also one of the things that are most procrastinated. So, what better time to do it than early in the new year when you're motivated to, to make these resolutions and cross off one of those major financial tasks off your list a a solid estate plan you know obviously includes a will but it also should include a living trust powers of attorney medical directives and it should identify uh, if you have minor children who the guardians for them will be so a, a clear transfer of assets you know no probate and clearly defined beneficiaries so there's no squabbling and also make sure your beneficiaries on your life insurance policies and your IRAs and 401ks are all up to date.
0: Right. That's huge. And I think estate plans are really important to your financial future because uh, they're, it's huge. And there's a lot that goes into them, like you say. So working with somebody like yourself is a smart move uh, when it comes to these big financial decisions. Why go it alone?
1: Yeah, exactly right. There's people in in place to to help you with that. Now, you know, after the 2020 we've just had, why not look for ways to do a little something for yourself uh, in 2021? And perhaps the best way to do something for yourself is to pay down your debt. Unburdening yourself of debt can absolutely transform your financial future, you know, particularly with regard to retirement. So gather up your sources of debt, your, your credit cards, if you have student loans, uh, car loans, and and so on. Then craft a strategy to go after them. You know, you can go zero percent balance transfers. Maybe you could do a, a HELOC refi. Any any way you can lower these interest rates are going to speed up that that pay down. You know, make your payments automatic. Make it so you don't have to think about it. A little financial sacrifice now may mean more flexibility in the future, perhaps even sooner than you think, depending how uh, aggressive you are with your strategy.
0: Yeah, and debt, it, it's a huge anchor that slows down financial progress for a lot of Americans. So I'm definitely right there with you on this one, Greg. Paying off your debt as quickly as possible is important because the less debt you have, the more of your money truly stays with you. And that's good, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And another great thing our listeners can do uh, to get themselves ready for 2021 is increase your financial knowledge. You know, maybe subscribe to a financial newsletter that offers current insights into the things we've talked about, budgeting, retirement, investing, and any number of other critical financial topics. You know, many financial services professionals like myself often have regular monthly newsletters. So that could be a terrific option. Also consider reading a book about personal finances. You know, there's no shortage of great ones out there, and most of them are sure to have fresh perspectives and a variety of financial topics. I highly recommend Retirement Paradise by Greg Gunther, um, but there's a lot of other <laughs> ones out there. <laughs> but Well, uh, yeah,
0: and I think that's great. And, and personal finance podcast, uh, podcasts are a great option. I mean, I just happen to know of a good one, exactly. Uh, not not to name names, (laughs) Retirement Paradise uh, that you're listening to right now, but you're right. I mean, Retirement Paradise, uh, they can uh, meet with you in person, read the book, listen to the podcast. And if you have a long work commute or a road trip coming up, or you like to run on the treadmill, download a few episodes from uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and soak up the information in the podcast. We cover a lot of different topics on each show.
1: That's right. And our soothing voices and top-notch insights (laughs) will make the miles just fly by. (laughs) Well, hopefully. Well, the beginning of the new year is also a good time to analyze your insurance needs. Another thing that people tend to procrastinate, you know, just pay the insurance bills and kind of forget about it. But ask yourself, do you do you need more coverage or are you paying for things that you don't need? There's a lot to assess. So go through your auto, your home, your health insurance. Make sure that it's everything you need. And from there, consider your disability insurance and also the life insurance, because if your employer provides some, you might not need a, uh, a private policy. On the other hand, if you've only got, say, a $50,000 policy at work, you might need more private protection. So then supplemental life insurance could be a smart purchase, uh, particularly if you have children and you have a legacy to protect. There's huge tax advantages to life insurance.
0: Well, yeah. And when you have all of those insurance needs squared away, it's one of those things that feels like a weight's been lifted off your shoulders. So <laughs> I think that's huge. Uh, and let's keep this going. I mean, we're talking about how you can get your finances ready for 2021, uh, which we're all hoping has been easier than 2020 was. Uh, what do you have for us next?
1: Well, the first days of a new year always makes me think about my clients that are are snowbirds you know as you know uh we do alaska business we do hawaii business and a lot of people um that i work with have multiple homes um here in hawaii where we're broadcasting retirement paradise Uh, some people have mainland homes a lot of them have houses in vegas Um, for our alaska friends up there you know they might be up there for a season or for work and then go back down to the mainland and and head south uh for the winter and so uh, a new or right to hawaii or or right (laughs) to hawaii right (laughs) for at least a couple weeks to come say hi sure um this article from Kiplinger is called A Snowbird's uh, Pre-Flight Checklist for Insurance, and it offers some great advice about getting ready.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you live in a cold climate and are heading to spend the rest of winter in a warmer place, or uh, for folks in Hawaii, sometimes uh, during the hotter months or the high tourist season, they might head uh, take a trip to Alaska or have a home in, uh, in Nevada, like you said, or Arizona. So I think it's easy to imagine uh, overlooking uh, some steps uh, in haste of getting everything packed and organized before you leave. So uh, what's the first thing you'd recommend?
1: Well, the next thing it recommends is, is putting all your cards on the table when it comes to your insurance. So as you know, Tony, um, I'm one of those people. We have two homes. We have a mountain home in Arizona and then our, our house in Waimanalo. And you're, if you have to, if you're in that category, your insurer will want to know which one is your primary home. So if you even evenly divide your time between two states, the standard is your primary residence is the state where you have your driver's license. Uh, Additionally, if one of your homes is more expensive, you may be tempted to list it as your primary residence, even if you weren't there as much. However, that strategy can really come back to bite you. If a pipe breaks uh, in what you have erroneously listed as your primary residence and you don't discover it until some time has passed, it could be grounds to deny your claim. Um, So I just like to say that honesty is the best policy when it comes to insurance.
0: Well, yeah, honesty is always the best policy and especially with insurance because you don't want to, the insurance companies are just looking for a reason to deny your claim (laughs) and you Mm -hmm. don't want to, you don't want to give them one. And, and, but when it comes to protecting our homes, we don't want to play games with those policies as well.
1: Right. And another factor to be aware of when it comes to insurance is that large insurance companies will often only provide a policy for your second home if it's also insuring your primary home. So also those same companies typically don't include a second home as part of the discount bundles that let you save money when you purchase everything from one company, your home, your auto, and life.
0: Wow. Okay. And that's good to know right there. Uh, These are great insights, uh, but what can you tell us about insuring automobiles, uh, which I'm sure is a significant issue for a lot of people who might have two homes or Uh, spend time in different locations
1: right yeah especially you know in hawaii you can't drive to the to the other state (laughs) so you probably (laughs) you'll probably have a car there if you don't want to and those rental costs can add up if you spend a lot of time you know in your second home so your vehicles should be registered and insured in the state where they're garaged for the bulk of the year so if you live in alaska for part of the year and keep uh, a car there and then let's say you live in arizona for the other part of the year and you also keep a car there Each one should be registered and insured in the state where it sits in the garage.
0: So what happens, obviously this doesn't work for Hawaii, but let's say a snowbird or somebody drives their car back and forth between states.
1: Good question, and some people do that actually. Um, all that drive from Alaska, you know, all the way down to say Washington or Oregon—it's a oh, long oh haul. My but it's, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be really beautiful. I'd, I'd like—it's on my bucket list. I'd like to do it one of these days. Um, but in that in that instance, you don't need to carry insurance in both states; only the state where the vehicle spends the majority of the year. And similar to home insurance, if the vehicle's time is split equally between two states, it should be insured in the state where you have your driver's license and don't make the mistake of trying to insure all your vehicles in the state with the lowest rates because doing so may again constitute a little insurance fraud and it may be grounds to uh, deny a claim and and it's a nasty scenario you don't want any part of.
0: Right, right. Uh, Is it possible for people to save some money on auto insurance if they have cars in different states?
1: Well, yeah, there are some decent options out there uh, for saving money, and the first is to find if your insurance company offers what's called a pay-per-mile policy. So under such a policy, if your vehicle sits unused in the garage for months at a time, it's going to save you money because you weren't using it. So you don't want to be paying premiums for a vehicle that's sitting in a garage. Um, You may also want to drop to just the, uh, or drop the liability part of your insurance while your vehicle isn't being used. But if you do, just be very careful that no one else gets behind the wheel when you're not around. So like if a, a mischievous grandchild borrows the car, takes it for drives and ends up backing into another car in the, in the mall parking lot, you're gonna be on the hook for that. So you should also keep, you know, basic comprehensive insurance on your vehicles that aren't being driven because they could get stolen There could be fires, could be vandalism, a tree could fall on them, hail, whatever. Uh, But it's important to keep those in force even when you're not driving.
0: Okay, so uh, moving on, uh, does the article say anything about keeping your home safe when you're going to be away for several months?
1: Yeah, for multiple houses um, and our snowbirds, that's a critical part. And and there are a relatively good chunk of things that you can do uh, to protect your home when you're away for some time. So... Uh, one tip is to schedule a plumber to do a walkthrough before you leave to help identify any potential problem spots. Uh, next, get an informal caretaker, maybe a friend or a trusted neighbor to drop by every now and then just to make sure everything is on the up and up. Uh, you may also want to set an alarm system uh, for break-ins and fires that's monitored by you know live crew. And another tip is to place a free water tracker, like Drop Counter. Uh, you can install that app on your phone so you can keep an eye out for unexpected water uh, surges that may indicate a broken pipe. But also, of course, the Ring apps so where you can put cameras up um, to see, you know, who's coming up to your door. Um, smart shutoffs like Moen's Flow also lets you turn the water off from wherever you are. Um, thermostat adjustments, uh, all these things are on your phone now so you can actually see your house, change your settings, turn off your water all from your phone wherever you are Um, and finally make your home seem occupied so it doesn't make become a target for thieves you know maybe put timers on your lights make sure your mail uh, is either held or forwarded to your other house and if you're in a snow area hire a snow removal service so that it looks like someone's home and to have them plow your driveway.
0: Sure. Good advice. Uh, Great show too, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go?
1: Well, we covered a lot in this episode, some financial and some not, and I hope you got uh, some good information out of it. If anybody has any questions, you want to talk about a strategy, uh, maybe make a New Year's resolution list, feel free to give us a call. My office number is 808-791-2924. I also encourage you to visit my website at the rogroup.org. And also follow the uh, Retirement Optimization Group on Facebook. We put posts up uh, every week.
0: All right. Thanks, Greg. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org.